0: Hello, Craig.
1: Hello, Miriam.
0: Welcome to the OTM podcast. Who have we got on today's show?
1: So, today we will be talking to Ida Berglow Kennaway and Nathan Peter Grassi of Nathan and Ida, amongst other things. Hello, we are with Nathan and Ida. Hi.
2: Hi. Hi.
1: Firstly, would you guys mind just introducing yourself? Just tell us a bit about who you are. Shall we start with Nathan?
2: Sure. Hello, my name's Nathan. I'm one half of Nathan and Ida. Um, I am, well, we are a comedy duo. Uh, we're based in Oxford and we write lovely shows and perform lovely shows and, and try to have a great time. Doing it, <laughs> and Ida.
3: <laughs> Hello, my name is Ida. I am the other half of Nathan and Ida, and we are based in Oxford. We're a comedy duo, and we write lovely shows. And try to have a good time.
2: <laughs> we are one person.
3: <laughs> well, we, so yeah, we do a bunch of stuff. So we do uh, we write shows. Uh, we also improvise together, and we uh, run a few workshops and a few different things, bits and bobs and various other things that have nothing to do with each other, surprisingly.
2: That's true. We're also part of a larger comedy group called The Dead Secrets, and they also do narrative sketch comedy and improvised shows as well. Okay. Broad range of improv and comedy.
0: You guys have been together for a while, comedy partners, that is. How did you two meet? What's your meet cute? What happened? <gasps> oh, yeah, you, tell her, you tell it.
2: You tell it. It's so romantic <laughs> when you tell it. <laughs>
3: It was a dark and stormy night. Oh. And, uh, I was wearing green. Nathan wore blue. Uh, no, there's nothing like that at all. We were, in fact, doing a show together with a local uh, theatre group called... Wit. Wit. That was it, yeah. <laughs> and we were, we were probably student two and three or something. And we had a lot of time not on stage that we spent backstage just messing about and we a great time. writing poetry, actually. We, we did oh, yeah. poetry
2: together. That is romantic. So that was, that was about, what was that, like 10 or 11 years ago that we met?
3: It must be about 11 years ago, yeah. Yeah, something like that, yeah. We met on that show, we hadn't met before, and then we kind of did a few shows together and then really enjoyed working together and just carried on, really. About became friends first and foremost, I think I should say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 but we started the um, kind of Nathan and Ida specific part of it in about, I'd say, 2017 when we wrote started writing and performed our first show, uh, Nathan and Ida's Hot Dog Stand. Yes,
0: which is a great show. And, and you've done that quite a few times now. I remember you going to Buxton with it and you've done it at the old fire station a few times.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did our last show of it in Exeter just recently. And we think that was our
2: 40th 40th yeah we lose count Uh, we've tried to count it up but we think it's our 40th performance of that particular show impressive
3: it's a great show yeah oh thank you
2: thanks it's different every time
0: (laughs) (laughs) what do you think keeps drawing you back to that show
2: it's a lot of fun to do
3: yeah and we put so much effort into it (laughs) Together, most out work. We will never let it die. <laughs> yeah, it's a joy to perform, and it really seems to kind of resonate with people. It's a bit of jolly escapism that people seem to like, and it's great fun to do.
2: That's right. And each time we do it, we always come out of it saying one particular part has or we've enjoyed doing one particular part more than another. And it's always surprising. We keep finding these surprises in it and just having a ride on stage. And we hope that the audience also enjoy it too.
0: Yeah. And Do you update it at all every time you do it? Or has it stayed the same pretty much the whole way through? I, th- I think it's
3: pretty much stayed the same, hasn't it? Yeah. So we, ch- after its first couple of outings, we changed it a little bit and kind of updated it and perfected it a bit. But then since then it's stayed pretty much the same.
2: Yeah, yeah. Of course, we, we we can't try anything different now because it's it's burnt into our brains anyway. So
3: yeah, literally etched to the back of my eyelid
2: <laughs> for
1: eternity.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: And
1: you are currently writing another show right now. We? Am I lying? You no, are not. It's,
2: it's absolutely true.
1: And would you like to tell us a bit about that, or is it is it? No, it's not <laughs> secret. Um
2: so uh, this is actually going to be our third show that we've written together. Um, it's called Tempest Fujit or tempus fugit, depending on which type of Latin you speak, uh, which translates to um, Time Flies. And it's about the two little wooden characters who live or who are, are trapped forever in a an enchanted cuckoo clock. And it's about their their relationship, and one of them wants to escape, and one of them wants to stay and do the right thing and keep doing the cuckoo clock thing. And so we, we discover them and their, their hopes and desires
3: it's a bit darker than the so we've had hot dog stand and our other show called trope which are both quite light and fluffy and this is the aim is to make this one slightly darker it's all it's very kind of it's got fairy tales it's got some juggling hopefully it's got some choreography it's got some wooden characters i don't know Yeah,
2: <laughs> we're hoping to have Not a full-size cuckoo clock on stage, but an actual cuckoo clock made out of cardboard or or something more durable on stage as well. Nathan
3: always says we're going to make everything out of cardboard, and I always say that I'm going to put everything in my pocket, and then we end up with something in between. Well,
0: I remember in Trapé you were putting things down your top.
3: Oh yeah, a moustache, obviously. Yeah, your moustache
0: down your top, yeah, obviously. So who's doing the juggling? Is that a new skill or is that...? something you've already had Ida is
2: learning and she (gasps) is a master at it already
3: yeah we're doing some pair juggling some pair juggling not with no no no, no.
2: between between the two of us
3: oh Oh, okay (laughs) cool because I
0: remember you guys coming along to a otm singing class that I did and you also did some tap dancing is it for every show you kind of learn a new skill
3: or is it yeah we tried to kind of gone that way yeah or just having slightly something slightly new to one or both of us. Try to do things that scare you a little bit is always a good thing. I still remember that class, and it still fills me with dread. Oh, no!
1: Traumatized.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, you were great. You were great. We should do some more. I did do another um, singing class re- recently with Open Stage Arts, and um, that was also terrifying, but fun. <laughs> so, I've, yeah, I'm getting there <laughs> with the singing.
0: It's like speaking, but... More melodic.
2: And in tune, which is impossible. How can you how can you no. speak in tune? Uh, no. It's I'm not
0: <laughs> I'm already sweating. It's not really like speaking at all. It's totally different. Yeah, and quite a lot
2: harder. Thanks, Miriam. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question.
1: Oh how are you guys both staying engaged with the arts right now?
3: Well, I'm currently working on an audiobook that I'm fortunate to still have to do. And also A bunch of people from uh, the group of actors represented by my agents are kind of clubbing together and finding fun different things to do. So, one is to kind of come up with something creative every week based on a prompt. One is doing kind of a silly or more serious self tapes every week, partly to kind of practice, but also just to kind of have a bit of fun. And they were talking about play readings and a few other things. So, there's a lot around. I haven't really kind of immersed myself in it just yet because it's only just started. But, um, People
2: are doing a lot of things. And Nathan, same question to you. Um, I'm probably not doing as much for the moment. I think just I'm still kind of getting used to the adjustment and I don't feel like I want to throw myself into creative projects just yet. So I've kind of, um, with you know, we, we started to write Tempest uh, just before the um, before everything changed. So I'm kind of just keeping that as the main thing that I'm focusing on and just really carefully thinking about what we need to do uh, for for the, for the show itself. Unfortunately, a few of the festivals that we had applied to and got in with this performance have been postponed or cancelled. But there's no reason for us to stop kind of preparing the show so that once we were, we're, you know, uncaged, as it were, we can just get straight into creating and rehearsing and doing all that. So I'm, I'm really just keeping my mind focused on that. As I get used to things, I'm probably going to start expanding out and trying different things.
1: But also, it is important that you don't put that pressure on yourself to feel like you have to be doing something to sort of stay connected. Yes, yeah. You know, it's what you want to do and and how much you want to kind of be focused on things like that, I guess. Exactly.
3: Yeah, exactly. And I I agree with Nathan on that. It's important. And like all the stuff I mentioned is all kind of voluntary. It's if people want to do it and feel that they have the time. Like I, yes, I'm not doing much of that either because I'm adjusting a little bit too and so I thought my like my one focus of the day is like, right, I'm going to take my dog out for a long walk. That's like a big thing in the day.
2: And you need quite a lot of focus for that because it is a giant dog.
3: Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's her name? Her name is Wallace. She's here right now.
2: Uh,
1: should we have a chat with Wallace? <laughs> oh, God, no. She she takes over. <laughs>
3: <laughs> She's just got a lot of interesting opinions, Nathan. <laughs>
1: Okay, what are you looking forward to later on in the year? Should we go to Eda first for that?
3: I am looking forward to, uh, well, performing Tempest Fujit, particularly. Uh, I'm really excited about that show, so that's going to be great. Uh, also seeing my family, because um, they're all over the place, so maybe going on a trip to see some of them.
1: Nathan same question to you what are you looking forward to later on
2: uh very similar doing doing the new show um is going to be fun actually getting into rehearsals and and doing it properly because we always have a great time doing that but also doing kind of the regular ordinary things like going to a weekly tap dancing class or uh, going to theatre scratch nights just seeing um seeing all the creativeness that has been in Oxford for such a long time seeing it all come back and everyone just kind of settling back into this um familiar way of working and just enjoying festivals and and seeing shows and things like that.
0: Yeah. And I imagine having Dead Secrets back and... Yeah,
2: well, our, our monthly show back at the old fire station. We were planning on actually changing our improv show to a slightly different format.
0: All right. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, well, at the moment we do an improvised murder mystery. So it's, you know... Many people die and someone has to solve it. And it's all based on audience suggestions. Many people die. They do, Honestly, the, the, the body count in our shows is outrageous. <laughs> um, and we were thinking of just having an alternative show, which we could also present based on a, and he going to have to help me here, based on a, a particular improv style
3: called. Well, the Armando is what we've been toying with. Yeah. But we've just been playing with that as a kind of kickoff point. We don't really know what it's going to be yet
2: exactly so we need to kind of work on it and create this new style um but that was going to be quite exciting because we you know we love all working together as well so it's always a
3: lot of fun
0: for the uninitiated what is that
3: the The Armando is uh it's basically a series of scenes based off a initial monologue so someone does a monologue and sometimes people who do this kind of properly properly kind of sometimes bring in a a proper monologist that's a word from the monologues and then the scenes are all inspired by that monologue in a very direct or indirect way a series of sets of scenes
1: do you guys think there is anything any kind of games or improv games that you could recommend playing over something like zoom or skype or
3: well i know there are because i know there are people who are Doing it, I think sort of improv over the internet is kind of developing. I've never done it, so before all this happened, I was teaching some improv at a monthly class, and I was asked if I could do it online, and I I I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. But I know that there are people who do it, um, but I think it's quite limited because obviously a lot of improv games are quite physical, and you have limitations on what you can do. But there are a lot of kind of word-based games that you could probably just play for fun or just kind of warm-up games. So Nathan and I have a few games that we like to play kind of both as warm-ups and for for playing, which are like Seven Things, Mind Meld.
2: Simple things like questions and uh, half a script as well. And Just what you were saying there, it's a good way just to kind of warm-up to something or just keep in contact with people as well. And, And, you know, if you're both writing something together but you're writing it separately, meet up online do these things and then separate and then go right and then come back together again.
3: But I, I do know that places like The Nursery and Hoopla and things like that are are much more advanced in this. So, like, if anybody is interested in it, they can look up those places and they probably have more direction. But yeah, it was a word based game uh, questions. Alphabet is another one you could probably play. What's
1: Mind Melt? Did you say Mind Melt? Oh, yeah.
3: I did.
2: So... This is, it's good to play it in a group, but we've played it in pairs. And what you do is um, two people uh, face each other in a group, or if it's just a pair, and on the count of three, they each say a word, the first word that comes to their heads. It doesn't matter what it is. So someone might say tree, someone might say cupboard. And then you go count to three again, and they have to try and find the middle point of those two words. So it's in a, in a way, it's kind of word association, and you keep going until you say the same word at the same time and then you can absolutely freak out when you do say the same word <laughs>
0: <laughs> and how many times has that happened where people or do you always get to the end point
3: it more, happens more often than not because everybody's trying to think so if I say tree and Nathan says cupboard we're both keep thinking right what's the middle point between tree and cupboard
2: and we would both say end up saying wood and then we'd you know you don't have to get it on the second go or even the first go um, but it's you know it's a way of just kind of keeping in tune with each other
3: yeah, sometimes it takes ages, and sometimes it happens really quickly. So when we were doing it, we had a weekend recently where we were kind of workshopping our latest show, and we'd always do that as a warm up. And we'd kind of have a few goes where we were like just getting further and further apart, and we'd come closer, then we'd come apart again. We get really frustrated, and then we try again, and then we got it on like the second word, which we were like, "Yeah, that counts." <laughs> <We're done. laughs>
1: So we also have um, some uh, some awkward moment questions for when we run out of uh, questions. To okay, ask you. it's our awkward moment, not you. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> Do you have a favorite quote from a film or a play?
3: Oh,
2: uh, all all of these ideas rushing into my head. I've got one. I've got one. Yeah. It's right. oh, I can't remember. Miriam might be able to help. It's from a Shakespeare. And okay. that actually is quite uh, pertinent for the moment. It's just, it's, it's just simply stand farther off. <laughs> you can just say that, <laughs> stand farther off and it's really suitable for right now. <laughs> which, which, which Shakespeare is it? Oh,
0: uh, I'm now going to look it up so I can look really intelligent. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so another awkward question. Mm-hmm. If you could create your own holiday, like Christmas or fireworks night, what would it be?
3: Chocolate day.
1: And what would happen on, on chocolate day?
3: Uh, i need eat lots of chocolate. <laughs> Just you. Yeah. I mean, other I people could join in, but I mean, to be fair, every day is chocolate day in my life. <laughs> I a holiday for it.
1: I like the idea that we're all celebrating your chocolate day.
2: <laughs> we'll bring you
3: chocolate. I would
2: suggest an actual, you know, kind of fancy dress day where everyone has to wear fancy dress. And I, I'm saying this mainly because I know that Ida hates fancy yeah. dress and each year could be themes There could be historical people or um, National Dress Day or whatever and I think it would be great fun to have people just dress up well we could have is it World Book World Book yeah, Day yeah it's World Book
0: Day for kids kids
2: get to celebrate that I want that to be for adults we can have an adult version well, so from adult books like Fifty Shades of Grey <laughs> from, yeah. from adult
1: material
0: <laughs> not sure not sure apparently International Chocolate Day this year was Sunday the 9th of February.
1: Oh, it
2: exists.
3: Who decides these things? I want to know. Like, there's no national day for everything.
2: There is. There's actually a national hot dog day. What? And I'm going to find out when that is right now because it's in my calendar.
3: <laughs> it's in your calendar.
2: <laughs> it is in my calendar so I can tweet from the account about hot dogs. Hot dog. <laughs> national hot dog day is the 18th of July.
0: 18th of July. Right. Yeah.
1: Coming up. We can all put that in our diaries.
0: We could make, we could turn it into an OTM thing. You know, everyone <laughs> tweet us your hot dogs.
1: Yeah. Or we can mix the two and everyone has to dress up as a hot dog. Or a
2: chocolate hot dog.
1: <laughs> a chocolate hot dog.
2: <laughs> One day I will own a hot dog costume. No, no wants that.
1: <laughs> we all do, either <laughs> Okay, right. Another awkward moment question.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Before that, I yeah. found prithy stand farther off. Ah,
2: oh, what's it from?
0: Okay, so it's from The Tempest. That's it. And uh, Miss Stefano to Caliban.
2: That's it, yes, because I was Stefano in in, in once. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he says, now forward with your tail, prithee, stand farther off. And then like his next line is, stand farther, come proceed. That just came out of my mind. I just thought of it and, uh,
3: yeah. That's really clever. I'm. Really, it is. I'm really impressed. Thanks, Edda.
1: <laughs> Expensive Shakespeare knowledge, Miriam. <laughs> if you could be any kind of tree, what would it be and why?
3: Ooh. ooh. Well, oh, well, I could not be a pine because I'm allergic, so that would be foolish.
0: That would be foolish.
3: <laughs> I do like, oh, I like a good solid oak. I also like a weeping willow, and I enjoy a birch. Mm. So I might be a rich i think
2: i would i'd want to be something sort of useful but not not just there for farming like a plum tree or something but maybe also something uh, uh like a native australian tree like a, a eucalyptus or just being very nostalgic or or a boab a boab tree that's what i'd be
0: a boab tree
2: a boab tree
0: what do they look like
2: they um, so they start out looking like normal trees, but when they get really old, they kind of, their their trunks expand into almost uh, kind of an oval shape, and you might recognise them from uh, the Little Prince. He farms biob trees on his moon, on his asteroid. I
1: didn't expect this tree knowledge from you, Nathan. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. Oh, uh,
2: yeah, my dad knows a lot about trees. And uh, uh, when we're on long car journeys, he used to tell us uh, all about the trees. And uh, so we know everything <laughs> about trees. <Okay.
0: laughs> we used to have an eucalyptus in our house when I was living in Southampton. And uh, it would shed its leaves in summer because it still oh. thought it was in Australia. Oh, that's so sad. It was a lovely tree. In what instance is it okay to slap someone with a fish?
3: <gasps> Whenever wow. possible, I should say. Wow. <laughs> I mean, if the opportunity presents itself and all the conditions are right, I'd, I'd say go for it.
1: And what what are the conditions?
0: Yeah, like we haven't said like what particular type of fish you can, you know, there might be
3: different circumstances for different fish. Well, it definitely can't be frozen. Like it needs to be a fresh fish.
2: Has anyone actually been slapped in the face with a fish? No, have you? I have.
3: (laughs) Twice.
2: (laughs) How was it? um, Again, I'll just go back to my family. My sister did it. Uh, There was a fish in the fridge, um, obviously a big one for a big family meal. I don't remember what kind it was, and she snuck up behind me, got out of the fridge, snuck up behind me, whacked me over one cheek, and we all had a good laugh about it. And then about half an hour later, she did it again (laughs) on the other cheek um it just feels like you're being uh, hit in the face with a fish
1: <laughs> it's got a distinctive feel yeah
2: yeah uh, it's cold it's wet it's um fishy and it just kind of slaps in the cheek there so yeah
0: did it make a nice sound
2: it it does make a very good like f- imagine what a fish slapping a human cheek sounds like and it it's that but yeah. better just kind of a, a well, I can't. I can't even re- recreate it because I don't have a fish with me. Does anyone have a fish right now? <laughs> that they not
3: conveniently attended, no, no. But for it not. needs
2: to be. It needs to be a big fish. Yeah. Right. Okay. Like a little, a little white bait is not going to make much of a noise. Right.
3: Yeah. You might
0: have to like prepare your mouth to make it like slightly hollow so you can make a sound.
2: Yes, that can help. Or if you, you know clenched your teeth it could be a bit kind of a, like a harder noise but yeah would
1: you say that was an okay instance then to slap someone with a fish
2: yes because it was very funny so it's done in jest yeah as i mean i was shocked both times but i still enjoyed it
3: i mean obviously we're not <laughs> advocating violence <of> any kind. <laughs>
1: No. i have a sensible question oh. okay Have you seen anything recently that has inspired you that you would perhaps recommend?
2: Uh, I haven't seen any theatre for a while, but I will say a movie because we're all watching a lot more movies at the moment. Um, I recently rewatched The Wizard of Oz, which I haven't seen for a very long time. And it's always good to go back to old classics. And, you know, we think we think we know them because we we watched a hundred times when we were kids. Um, But when you revisit things as an adult, it's quite interesting just to see the difference and the quality of you know, if, if it's a musical, their dance, their their singing, their, their music, the the rhymes in the lyrics, which are brilliant, and just the um the staging of it as well. The the set design was just incredible, and the costuming is is wonderful. So that's you know revisit old things if that's allowed yeah. in this kind of context.
1: I actually saw for the first time ever recently whatever happened to Baby Jane. <gasps> I'd I'd never seen it before, I and seen it. it. I,
2: so good. Oh, it's, it's terrifying. terrifying! I didn't expect it to be so scary. It is so good, though. It's—I mean—as an isolation film, it's fantastic. It's
1: true. <laughs> Maybe scarier to watch now. Yes.
0: <laughs> you de- yeah, you definitely come to um, older movies that you've seen. In the past with different eyes I mean I remember watching Wizard of Oz well a few months ago And just thinking about those poor actors And and all the Complications that came with Doing the recording mm-hmm. on set You know like people getting ill because of the Makeup that they were wearing um, People dying on set And yeah, yeah. all sorts.
1: This took a dark turn. <laughs> sorry it took
3: a <laughs> dark again oh, sorry. Yeah, In a similar and slightly more joyful vein I'm currently rereading The Life, the Universe, and Everything by Douglas Adams. (gasps) Yes, I haven't read for a long time, and again, it's just kind of finding the joy in that again, sort of like the saying, and just appreciating the language and the silliness and the complete craziness of it all, and just just kind of taking an escape in that for a while and not worrying about anything. It's It's probably
2: going to be a stupid question, but is that part of a series?
3: It's part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It is.
2: I thought so. Yeah. Okay.
3: I don't know why I didn't just start the series from the beginning.
2: <laughs> but do you need to, or is it something that you can pick up halfway through?
3: Well, because I've read them before, I can pick it up halfway through. Oh, I don't yeah, know if, I you, if you were to read the whole thing, you'd probably be best off starting at the beginning. Yeah. Do you guys have a website? Yeah, we do. Nathanandida.com.
2: If you want to kind of follow us um, when things kick off again, just uh, on Twitter, we're Nathan at Nathan and Eda and on Facebook, forward slash nathan and eda instagram uh nathan and eda uh you can see a trend happening can see a pattern
1: here yeah
3: <laughs> and our website is uh www.nathan and eda all spelled out dot com so you don't write in all spelled out so it's www yeah we're hoping to keep busy and you know keep writing on your show and you know, when everything goes back to normal, we're hoping to do some more touring with all of our shows, Hot Dogs Dam, Tropez, Tempest budget and all kinds of things. And obviously keeping in touch with other what other people are doing and things they're working on and just getting back to being part of the creative community that is Oxford.
0: And we can't wait to see you do some shows, guys, because we love your stuff. Ah,
3: oh, thank you.
1: Well, thank you both very much for chatting with us today. Thanks, guys. You have been a lot of fun. No
3: No problem. Later.
2: Thanks for having us.
1: Thank you very much to Ida Berglow Kennaway and Nathan Peter Grassi.
0: Don't forget to rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at Ox Theatre Makers, Instagram Oxfordshire Theatre Makers, and Facebook Oxfordshire Theatre Makers. And you can email us at Oxfordshire Theatre Makers, events at gmail.com. If you would like to come onto the podcast and chat about theatre and Oxfordshire, please get in touch.